Welcome to Ascend Sounds, a podcast developed by the creators of the Women in Technology World series, featuring thought-provoking episodes from guest speakers sharing their lessons, ideas and advice across career, diversity, technology and business. Now, thank you again for joining Fatigue, Burnout and Long COVID, the Predispositions, Signs and Solutions. I would like to introduce your speaker, Sue Winsbury, Chronic Fatigue and Burnout Recovery Specialist, Wellbeing Coach and Energy Healer to deliver the session. Thank you and good morning. Um, welcome to my session today, where we will be looking at, as, as I was so beautifully introduced to, burnout, chronic fatigue, long COVID. Um, I'm going to put ME and fibromyalgia into that same um, collection of terms and conditions because they are all very, very similar. So I've been working in this area since 2013. I became a qualified chronic fatigue recovery specialist. I've been working in well-being for nearly 20 years now. So um, it's very much a passion of mine. Uh, I also have a 24-year-old son who is recovering from chronic fatigue. So um, the irony in that does not, does not bypass me. Um, and it's been an interesting journey observing as a specialist practitioner, but also as a mum, it's very different. And one of the things that uh, I know people quite often ask me is, well, why, you know, why didn't you do anything to stop it? And um, the answer is I couldn't. And I'm going to talk to you about the types of people that um, are predisposed to these conditions. Um, how my, my son actually fitted that profile perfectly and all the, the, the things that line up and stack in, in a, a lovely, it's almost like a domino, a domino effect to, uh, to create these conditions. So first of all, these conditions, um, the, there is a certain personality profile that will be more likely it's not guaranteed, but we will be more likely to uh, succumb to burning out, to ME, chronic fatigue, um, and long COVID as well. So it is invariably um, high A-type personalities. <clears throat> so a high A-type personality is somebody who is very, uh, very focused, very driven. They tend to have very high expectations of themselves. They tend to have quite a lot of perfectionist tendencies. Um, very often there is a, a level of high sensitivity which may not actually have been recognized. That can be sensitivity to um, other people, to environments, to EMFs, so electromagnetic frequencies, can be sensitivity to energy as in uh, we all we all have energy that we emanate from our bodies, so collective energy. Um, the higher types also quite often feel like they don't quite fit in, a bit of a fish out of water. Um, very much people pleasers and do not want to let anyone down. Most high A types will achieve a lot in a day and that's their version of normal, to be constantly on the go, constantly achieving. 
Um, and for those who aren't high, high A types, they can kind of look, gosh, how, how does he, she manage all of that in a day? But for the high A type, that is completely normal. So you may have kind of started going, oh, this sounds a little bit familiar. So we have our high A type personality. We then add in various different um, events that can contribute. And again, it's not every single person is going to react differently, but these are um, patterns that we see, which are in these chronic fatigue, exhaustive conditions, quite normal patterns. So if you add in this high A type personality, they tend to operate under um, a life of stress because there is that constant pushing. There is that underlying need to please other people, to not let anyone down. And these things tend to create a level of stress within the body. Now, our, our innate stress response is incredible. The way that our body is designed is amazing. And um, for a very, very short biology lesson, just to take you back to your school days very briefly, um, the biological response for stress is um, you know, our fight, 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 flight, freeze, where we are faced with a moment of danger. Our body will release a cascade of hormones and chemicals into our system. Um, what happens with those bodily reactions from your adrenal glands, the levels of cortisol rise, you get more adrenaline through your body. It encourages your liver to release glucose into your muscles so that you have more energy to run or to fight. It shuts down your digestive system because you do not want to be wasting energy digesting food in that moment. It affects your sex hormones. You don't want to be thinking about sex when you are running or fighting from imminent danger. Um, it gives you the, the chemical reaction in your brain gives you total clarity. So we've all had that moments of maybe uh, an emergency where we don't, we don't have to sit and think about what we're going to do. It's just an instant response. Like, this is what I need to do right now. So we have that moment of fight or flight. All of those um, bodily reactions come into place. We run, we flee. The moment passes and our body would naturally go into a state of collapse. We'd crumple in a heap, maybe cry, um, feel exhausted, and then everything would settle. The hormone balance would restore itself and it would settle. Perfect. However, with modern life, we don't have those um, that restoration phase and we tend to live in a, in a low level of stress pretty much all the time. So our body is still releasing all these chemicals and hormones, but um, kind of the positive actions become negative in terms of if your digestive system is permanently being impacted, you're not digesting food properly. So you're not getting the energy from your food. Your body is not able to process its energy effectively. Um, if you're having glucose released into your muscles for that fight or flight, but you're not actually using it, this can create buildups of lactic acid, which can create pain. The chemical reaction in the brain, which gives us that clarity, once um, if it becomes a permanent or semi-permanent semi um, shift, then that clarity tends to become more brain fog. Um, so 
all of these things get turned on their head, which helps um, contribute to some of these long-term chronic exhaustive conditions and the myriad of symptoms that they all have. So anyone with any of these symptoms, it's not just about fatigue. There'll be all kinds of very strange um, bodily reactions that go alongside. So we have our high A types, we have this stress response and to add into the mix of people who are more likely to burn out, um, we very often find that people have experienced, um, with a lot of my clients, I find that actually a traumatic birth. So if your entry into the world, if your very first sort of how you come into the world is surrounded by trauma, um, that can put you into a state of stress response right from the outset. Even going back from your time in the womb, if your mother was experiencing a lot of trauma, a lot of upset, a lot of anxiety, that will be imprinted into your natural responses. When we also add in um, ACEs, so adverse childhood experiences. So that can be um, anything from parents divorcing to being bullied, um, to physical, emotional abuse. Um, if you're highly sensitive, being told off by a teacher in front of a class, that is enough for a highly sensitive being to, um, to create a trauma because traumas come with, uh, we call them capital, big T's and little T's. Um, bereavements, loss, um, falling out with friends, you know, these things can all create quite an impact in our internal nervous system into our subconscious. So these kind of all start to add up. So it's never just one thing that contributes. There's always um, a stacking up of different, different things, different personalities, different um, events in our lives. Um, when we don't deal with trauma or we, we don't deal with powerful emotional issues, it gets stuck in the body. We keep it in our subconscious. As humans, we are very, very good at suppressing traumatic experiences, we keep it buried down, we don't want to deal with it. So, um, and very often our brain, if something's kind of too big to handle, our brain will actually delete it from our conscious awareness, but it will still be in the subconscious contributing to that underlying stress. So all of these add up. And then what very often happens when we reach that point of burnout is that um, there will be a trigger. And this is where COVID has sort of escalated the number of people. The number of people with long COVID is, is huge. Um, a virus is very often a trigger to burning out, to falling into a chronic exhaustive condition. Um, sometimes it can be an accident. Sometimes it can be a sort of another trauma just is too much for the body to cope with. What invariably has happened beforehand, though, is that the body has been trying to give you warning signs. So these are some of the warning signs that the body normally gives. It will give you little nudges, little pokes. It'll keep saying, I'm not, not happy. Something needs to change. But because the A-type personality has a lot to achieve, doesn't want to let anyone down, um, has got their high expectation of themselves, of where they want to go, they will very often push on through all of these warning signs. 
high-attack people do not normally have time to stop and be unwell or just rest or just be. So the kind of um, warning signs that the body will give, sudden bounce, bounce of extreme fatigue. Um, this is more than just feeling a bit tired. This is a, a fatigue where it kind of floors you and you don't feel that you can get up and carry on or it's just really, really hard to get up and move through the day. Um, headaches, migraines, digestive issues, IBS, food intolerances, all of these things because of the stress response, how the digestive system has been impacted long-term. You may find that uh, you have moments of difficulty in concentrating. Um, one of the, the big telltale signs is when we, when we were allowed to go on holiday, um, going on holiday and falling ill. Now, if you're the type of person that always falls ill, the moment you stop or the moment you go on holiday, your body is giving you a big warning sign. It's, it's trying to alert you to the fact that it needs some attention. Feeling tired but wired, you know, when we're, we're feeling absolutely exhausted, um, but the brain is just firing away and won't let you stop. Um, sleep issues, so um, having trouble going to sleep, having trouble staying asleep, um, unrefreshing sleep, all of those are signs from your body that it's not happy. So as, as humans, people who want to get on, people want to keep achieving, getting things done, we very often resort to a variety of different coping mechanisms. So to get through these warning signs, to get through maybe the, um, the tiredness that you might be experiencing, the fatigue, um, what I find is that people will rely on caffeine. So I love a cup of coffee. I love a really nice, strong cup of coffee. Um, but when we start to rely on coffee, you know, when it's the first thing you do in the morning, it's just like, I can't function without my coffee. Um, when you are needing co copious amounts of coffee to get through a day, I once had a cons consultation with a man who had 13 cups of coffee to survive his working day. That's, that is not, um, not conducive to a long-term healthy relationship with your body. Energy drinks, um, those are super loaded with caffeine. Um, again, if you're relying on those to keep, give you enough energy to keep going, um, it's time to kind of take stock of what's happening to your, your body. Alcohol, relying on alcohol to be able to relax. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, maybe it's coffee all day and then alcohol all evening just to be able to, to get through. Um, comfort eating, relying on maybe high sugar content foods, lots of chocolate or high carbohydrate foods um, to keep giving you that energy, to keep giving you enough to get through. If you find yourself screening calls, um, not because it's not an appropriate time, but because you maybe don't have the energy to talk to somebody in that moment, that will be another coping mechanism. Cancelling social arrangements at the last minute because you just can't face it, just haven't got the energy. Um, sleeping all weekend just to be able to manage to get up to go to work 
on Monday, even if you're only going downstairs to work. Um, this is something that my my son did when all through his university time, he 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 first started showing signs when he was 18 doing his A-levels and he ticked all the all the A-type boxes, um, plus some of the trauma boxes. Um, but he would crash out for weekends or 40 hours at a time at university and then pick up and carry on. Um, so all of these things, suppressing our emotions, that is another big one. When we don't actually face our emotions, it's another way of trying to cope, trying to keep going. So I'm just wondering, how many of these things have you been able to tick so far? The joy of recognising where you are at this point is to know that there is something that you can do about it. And it's far, far better to start changing things now, to start really respecting your body, to start working through anything that's not working in your life, um, to make changes before you burn out, because it's a whole lot easier to make the changes beforehand or to prevent yourself from tipping over the, uh, the edge, if you like. Burning out, a lot of people can kind of bounce back from it repeatedly for a number of years it's not it's not always just a one-off people can kind of burn out get over it quite quickly carry on not learn the lessons burn out again get over it quickly ultimately if you keep doing that one day your body is just going to go do you know what you have not listened to me i am going to make you stop and whilst that is not a nice place to be recovery is totally possible. The medical world is not completely up to date with these conditions, we are working on it. Um, so there can be a lot of doom and gloom. Uh, there can be a lot of negative advice with these kind of conditions that you can't, you can't recover or you've just got to learn to um, manage your symptoms. You do not have to learn to manage your symptoms. You can totally recover. And I always say that these conditions are golden gifts wrapped up in the most appalling wrapping paper you could possibly find um, because they help us reconnect with our true selves. So the gift of any of these conditions, when you, when you address the situations that have contributed, when you have changed um, your perspective, when you have become true to yourself, you actually become more, more authentic, um, learn to live a life that really where you honor your own boundaries where you put yourself first and that's not selfish that is the ultimate self-care very often people who burn out are actually in the wrong job they're in the wrong career they might be in the wrong relationship um, they might be living in the wrong area if you're a, a a country person at heart and you're living in the middle of, a, middle of a city, then that can create underlying stress every single day. If you're in a job that you're doing perhaps because your parents guided you and told you this was, you know, you've got to go and do a proper job, but actually you've got this innate creative artist inside who wants to be creating all the time, that creates ongoing stress. So all of these conditions, um, help bring you back to who you are so there's, there's always a gift but my my desire is that um 
we stop people before they burn out. My, my son's been in recovery now for a year. It's been a bumpy ride. Um, I would say for someone who fully burns out, the absolute minimum would be six months. Um, that's six months of possibly not being able to work at all. My son's had a year of not being able to work at all. Um, and he's still not quite there, but it's better to prevent these things rather than have to go through this. So there are six phases. When we look at um, these conditions, there are six phases. There is the denial phase. So the high A type will carry on pushing through, not listening to the warning signs. If you recognize anything that I've said to you today, please start to take notice and think about what you can change. So we have denial. We then have the crash phase where the body kind of goes, too late, made you stop. We then go into the external searching, looking for somebody else to fix us, fix you. Trying lots of different practitioners. Um, we then move on to the internal search where we are looking within, doing the healing within, healing any trauma, changing relationships, putting in boundaries. Um, we then go on to recovery and relapse, relearning, where testing the water. And then the last phase is recovery, where you go back to leading a vibrant and full life. So before we open up for um, some questions, I just have a few techniques. So if anything in here has resonated with you, things to start putting in place are boundaries, protecting your time, um, looking at the things that aren't working in your life, whether they are relationships, whether it's something in your job, whether it's where you live, um, whatever it is, making adjustments. Um, I really encourage people to meditate. Meditation is not sitting cross-legged on the floor, just chanting om. Um, there's numerous ways of meditating. It's all about switching off the mind. So just so you can allow the mind and the body to calm. Deep breathing, just taking moments every day to deep breathe, breathe right down deep into the belly. Um, putting in good sleep practice. So staying away from laptops, phones, things like that late at night, um, learning to relax, connecting with nature. All of these things will have a huge impact on your body. Um, addressing trauma, getting some help with any traumatic situations that maybe you've not, not addressed or decided that um, maybe you can't face it, you don't want to face it, or you've been too busy to face, but really dealing with those and processing them is so good for the body. <sighs> so deep breaths, looking after you and actually getting selfish selfish in the terms of self-care because you're the only person who lives in your body and when you look after that body it will serve you for a long long time and serve you so much better so i'm going to open up now um, to see if we have any questions Hi Sue, thank you so much for that. Uh, that was a great session. A lot of things that I'm certainly guilty of in terms <laughs> of coping. Um, 
Uh, so honestly, thank you so so much for that. Um, so I guess uh, to kick things off, um, how have you uh, protected your uh, energy uh, over the past year? What, what are some of the things that you found um, personally quite helpful? Um, I don't watch any news. That's first and foremost. Um, I make sure that I get out in nature every day. I'm very lucky where I live, um, but I, I, I move, I walk, I run. So I get some exercise. Um, even just standing outside on the grass is very therapeutic. I meditate most days um, and I make sure that I always have some time for me. I also journal quite a lot. Journaling is actually really therapeutic at processing our thoughts and emotions. So 15 minutes of journaling in the morning, um, the pen just takes itself and uh, all kinds of things can come out. So those are some of my my techniques for the last year is yeah very much getting out in nature as much as possible breathing meditation and yoga amazing thank you we've got a question here from uh, rose uh, what advice would you give to those who have noticed some of the toxic habits uh, that you mentioned uh, in others um depending on your relationship with others i you can draw it to their attention um, however, people will only listen when they are ready. And it's, it's the most frustrating, heartbreaking thing sometimes. Um, my son didn't really want to listen to me because, you know, when you're in your late teens, early 20s, you don't want to listen to your mum saying, oh, I think you need to sort your life out a little bit. Um, but I do have a guide, which I will be sharing at the end. So sometimes sharing written information can be really useful. Um, just heightening their awareness because very often these people are too busy to be aware so if you know that person well enough and they trust you just sort of saying this is what I'm seeing um, but people will only address it when they're actually ready and sometimes they do have to hit that crunch point before they're ready unfortunately amazing Absolutely amazing. Yeah, thank you so, so much again, Sue, for, for taking the time to speak today. And uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, taking the time to attend. Um, as, Sue, as Sue mentioned, um, uh, she will be uh, giving us a handout uh, to share with everybody so you can continue following through. So we'll make sure to add that as part of this session description. And also, uh, we'll send it out as part of the uh, follow-up email. Um, as mentioned at the beginning of the uh, the session, all sessions are being recorded um, and you will be able to catch up on demand within 24 hours of the session. And um, so we will be sending that out uh, towards the end of today. And um, so uh, as part of the follow up email, we'll also include a link to the feedback form. Uh, please do let us know your thoughts on this session as well as on sessions, uh, the other sessions from Life, Life Hacks Week. Uh, and sessions that you would also like to hear from us in the future. Uh, thank you again, everybody, uh, for attending. And uh, thank you again, Sue. Thank you very much. Thank you. Follow us to stay updated on our latest podcast releases or for more content and opportunity to connect with the fastest growing women in tech community, head to ascend.women-in-technology.com.